0: Pose. welcome to brushwork podcast my name is stephanie scott and today we're talking about push periods have you ever had a moment with your artwork where you've been thinking "Ooh, i just have a lot of painting to do and unless i give up something else it's not going to get done or you're like i've got a show coming up and i have so many things to do and unless really really focus on it I'm just gonna we're gonna drop things and won't feel as complete and won't feel finished and I won't feel satisfied with the project at this point for these things it might be time for a push period and I am here to let you know that I am just now exiting one as of last night around 9 30 p.m I put down my paintbrush and thought mm, yes now now is the things are done and I can actually take kind of a break <laughs> push periods are A moment of intensity. They are moments of sheer focus on one thing, always at the expense of something else. For me, I have a lot of shows going on. I've got a coffee shop show happening. I'm hanging it in a week on Friday in five days. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And before then I had some other things going on and it was just kind of a wild time of wild expectations. And I had to go into a push period. In today's episode, I want to talk about how I prepared for a push period, what I do during one that's really different from my normal schedule, and how I'm planning on coming down from the push period now that it's mostly over. I'm also going to tell you about why and how I got into the situation that I needed a push period, and my just general opinions on them and why they're helpful and why they're not. Today, I am finally able to record this podcast. Normally when I record episodes, I do so a couple weeks in advance, but this episode I'm recording right now is going to be launched tomorrow, which is way more last minute than I ever like to do. I had to do it this way, though, because of how much painting work I needed to get done. I don't know if you've noticed this, but for the past three months or so, all of my podcast episodes have featured another person, except for that one Art Book Club episode that happened. <laughs> And that is because I have needed the extra brain space to actually get all the painting work done that I have to get done. When I do a collaboration, it's actually less work for me than doing these episodes that I'm doing right now where I'm just talking to you to the mic. It takes less mental load for me to get them done than it is to do a collaboration. And it's... I mean, the other way around, (laughs) to to, to do a a one-on-one episode, to do a normal episode. And that's because it takes a lot less planning and a lot less, I guess, writing out the details beforehand. And a lot of things in my life have been like this for the last couple of months, actually. Maybe even six months. Let me backtrack and tell you how I got into this situation. (laughs) So, last year... In January, I had a show at a coffee house called West Seattle Grounds. And I did so well selling at this show. I, I smashed it out of the ballpark. We hit a home run. We did so good. I, somehow, this one coffee shop had all of my ideal clients there. All the people who liked my work happened to go to this kind of coffee shop. And I was like, oh, wow, this is my place. And I have got to get on the books again. So I went up to the manager and I was like, "Joni, I need I need another show." And she's like, "How about March of 2024?" And I'm like, "Perfect. It's perfect. Sign me up." So that's that. We fast forward some time. I go through Christmas holidays, I go through some commissions last summer. I went on my art residency, blah blah blah. It was a great time. We had a good time. And then I get this other show. And this other show is at a restaurant. And I don't show up restaurants very often. So I was like, very intrigued and they were like we have this space that you could show your art for one to three months and I was like well three months obviously and she's like how about January through March and I was like oh can I do I have enough artwork to hang two shows at the same time and I'm I'm of the opinion of saying yes to opportunities like this because they, one, push you as a person to develop, but also it's exciting and that means more people looking at your artwork and like, why would you say no? And I was like, you betcha. <laughs> and that's why Stephanie is stressed today <laughs> because she chose this. So I, in January, I was like, okay, I will hang up my artwork at this restaurant for three months, meaning that I will have... 13 pieces of art at this restaurant, eight of which were original oil paintings, and the rest were prints. And then those paintings I can no longer use in this show that I know will make me some money in March at the coffee house. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you, but I don't like having a ton of inventory in my studio. A lot of the paintings I make, I'm like, please go into somebody's house, get purchased as fast as possible. But because I had two shows coming up, the show from January to March, and then the coffee house show that's gonna be all of March, I was like, all right, I need to close down my store a little bit more than I normally do. So I have not had artwork up in my online shop for a while. And then I need to <laughs> make enough paintings to have them in both shows. I need enough paintings for the restaurant show and for the coffee house show. And it was like, okay, how am I going to do this? And I'm thinking about this back in like August, right? I'm thinking, okay, so if I need to have essentially 25, maybe 30 pieces of artwork ready and able to be hung up at the same time, then I have a lot of work to do, right? And I feel like... This is a side note here, but the power of making prints to sell as full pieces of artwork is really crucial. And if you have a show, you should definitely be hanging prints alongside of your original pieces. It saves your life. I, I would not be able to make a full show of original oil paintings for and show 25 pieces of them. It just it wouldn't happen. But having prints enables me to actually do this. And people like to buy prints. So it's it's a win-win, you know, a lower price point, all that. Okay, so I've got two shows. It's August, and I'm like, okay, I also have this idea, and I want to make this series of Zodiac paintings. You might have heard me talk about this in a previous episode or two, but I was like, <laughs> no, no, you definitely have, because I talked about this way back in, like, October. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to have the Zodiac series finished by November. Anyways, it's it's the end of February right now, and I'm happy to announce that I finished the Zodiac series yesterday because of the push period that I was in. I wanted to have this Zodiac series ready to go for this coffeehouse show because I knew that the people who had bought my artwork in this coffee house last year would like this kind of art. And this would also be something it would be easy for me to promote online. It would be something fun I could put up in my shop. And it's an interesting collection that if it does well, I'm going to pursue further after this. All of this is to say is I knew that I needed to have between hanging my show in January, right? So 13 paintings done up on the walls between then and the second week of February, which is like right now, (laughs) just kidding. The third week of February, I'm cutting this close. I needed to have the rest of the paintings done, which for me was six paintings. Plus I had commissions. I had a commission I was doing. I was like, okay, so I needed seven paintings done in this time. Okay, but also I needed to finish some other pieces that I had from my time in France, meaning I needed to get them mounted on boards, I needed to get them varnished, I needed to get them photographed. All of these things needed to happen within this two and a half to three week period. And then I got an invitation for something that I thought, oh, this would be really cool and I should take this because it's an opportunity and a break in the midst of this chaos storm that is my my design by my design. <laughs> and that was to go to Arizona for four days. So within these first three weeks of February, I have traveled and I have painted and I've done a whole lot of nothing else. <laughs> When you have a push period, you need to design it. And I thought, okay, I've got the first couple of weeks of February. I would like to paint. I would like to get this show done. Because if I don't, I'm not gonna have enough paintings to fill this space for a place that will sell work. Like this 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 coffee house has historically done me better than every other coffee house I've ever shown at. And that means a lot. That's like a big deal for especially a springtime for an artist, which is historically for me very dry. So I was like, okay, I need a plan for this. And this is how I did it. (laughs) Number one is I needed to set really, really specific goals. I was like, okay, what are we prioritizing? And what are we deprioritizing? So for me that was uh, prioritized, number one was get the paintings done, right? I had seven paintings, one of which was a commission. I was like, that one needs to get done first because it's overdue at that point. I had been working on this commission for about a whole month longer than I said I would be working on it, which again is my fault to my design, but the painting is done now. So that's what matters. <laughs> I had one commission and I had six paintings that were sketched out and had the gold on them. These paintings are constellations of the zodiac signs and I needed to get them painting and started in the drawing process by the, th- by the 25th, which was yesterday. And that was like the number one goal. Not any advertising, not any social media stuff, not any Twitch things, not even any recording. I am recording this episode a day before it launches, which is my least favorite thing. I like to get these episodes recorded and produced at least two weeks before the actual due date is. But here we are, here we're doing it. By making a list of all the things that you need to get done during the push period, you're going to keep your brain. You're not going to lose what's important. You, you write this out, you type it out, whatever, it becomes your list of things to do, and you're going to put it in the order and in the ta- like the one sitting task form that it can be done. So for me, I can get about two hours of painting in before I need a break. So I thought, okay, each of these days of the week after my trip, after I went to Arizona, needs to be two sessions of painting per day, at least, sometimes three. And before this, before the push period, I used to have, like, a hard cutoff of when we stopped painting for the day. And for me, that was 6.30 p.m. Like, we don't paint past that time, no matter what's going on. And for this push period, I took that limit off. That meant I was painting until 10 p.m. some days, and I, I detest that because when I get to that moment the work never stops and the rest never happens and then i start re- like resenting painting which is bad because it's my job <laughs> so we don't want that so knowing that okay i'm taking limitations off i'm setting my goals and i'm prioritizing the tasks that's what's going to help keep you keep you sane during all this so we have our painting goal we have the timeline and the task form so I was like okay each one of these zodiac paintings and I have six of them will take me about six hours to do so I was like okay in my calendar I blocked out two hour time slots and I was really strict about meeting those time slots so I was like okay we're doing a morning session a right after lunch session we have a break and then we have an after an evening session and we work until the paintings are done all of this calculated meant I had about 24 hours of painting to do within two and a half weeks. And that seems like super doable. (laughs) But I but I also need to recognize that I have a, a physical form. And my physical form means my hands get sore and ouchy after a time and carpal tunnel starts to flare up. And knowing that meant okay, we need to make sure that we are taking our breaks in between these sessions and we're doing the other things that need to happen in the priority. Right. So We do our two to three hours of painting work, we take a break, and that break is usually writing emails or (laughs) doing other little tasks like putting a varnish on a painting or wiring the backs of some or cataloging things or et cetera, things like that. So when you make your list for your push period, you need to have like your... (laughs) I like to have my A tasks and my B tasks, right? So A tasks are things that must get done. The reasons why you're in a push period and the B tasks are things to do in between if you have time. And if any of the B tasks items need to fall, then they can fall. So for me, number one on that list was streaming on Twitch. I was like, when I stream on Twitch, I'm using a lot more energy than when I paint by myself. Um, It keeps me focused. I'm not like on my phone or reading or doing whatever. Like I don't get distracted as much, but I use up a lot of energy trying to keep a conversation going for a couple of hours. And that's a lot of work. So Twitch was on that list. Another B-list item was recording this podcast. (laughs) I was like, if I can record an extra podcast during any of this time, that will be amazing and very helpful. And I did not do any of that. The third item was keeping up with cleanliness in the studio. I was like, okay, are we taking out the trash every night? Nope. Are we cleaning our brushes every night? Nope. (laughs) You know, the, the great thing about painting every day is that you never have to wash your brushes because there's no risk of them getting cured and hardened and whatever. Like, it's it's great. You can just use them over and over again. <laughs> if you never want to wash your brushes, just paint every day. It's easy. <laughs> um, and a miscellaneous of other little items like that. It was checking certain social media pages. It was doing other things that bring me joy. It was uh, a lot of like housekeeping items that I just put off. I was like, my bills are on auto pay, you know, and I'm going to lean on my partner a little bit to help me with some of these other items. You, you do what you got to do. Once you have all your tasks, you need to set your detailed schedule, right? So you, you set the hours, you're going to do things, you're going to fill them with your A item or your B item and your breaks. Your bre- scheduling your breaks during this push period is so important for you to actually keep Pushing through the period <laughs> to actually keep going and accomplishing what you need to accomplish. The next thing you need to establish is the end date of the push period. Doing this before you even enter a push period is so important because if it's just an ambiguous end date, you're going to get lost. You're going to just burn yourself to the ground. And that's not actually helpful in the long run for your art business, especially if you're preparing for a show because the show probably has an opening. And you need to be present and awake and like alive for that. And that's so important. That's where you're actually selling the work. That's where more artwork happens. That is not just painting. So having an end date. Mine was the 25th of of February. I was like, anything I get done during this period will be what I get done. And if I don't get everything done on this period, then I'm going to just have to wait. And that's just what I'm going to have to live with. Another thing to plan is... Uh, time for you to mess up when you have a push period, you are often going into flow state and you're often going into, you know, micromanaging and like you're a lot of, a lot of emotions come up when you're in a, when you're in a push period, a lot of like self-doubt can show up a lot of, um, what's the word? Imposter syndrome can show up (laughs) and it's, it's important to let yourself have room for mistakes and then time to fix those mistakes. Basically for every painting that I had to make, I gave myself an additional two hours to repaint things the next day if I needed to and to go back into things and, you know, make adjustments as needed. It's, it's important to know where your limitations are. And it's important to know where you where, where you can bloom and where you are going to be successful and plan around those things. If you have the capacity for it before a push period starts and you, you, you know, a push period doesn't just like suddenly come upon you, I would really recommend organizing your workspace before this session starts, before this time starts in your life. Push periods don't usually last for a short amount of time. Usually they're a couple of weeks. Usually they're pretty intense. And if you can figure out how to organize and clean things before then and to, you know, get your groceries set or your, your, your Delivery food set and things like that, like before the starts and like ready, that's really important. I took some time at the end of January to clear out my studio, and you know, after I had hung up the first show, I was like, okay, I need to get rid of a lot of decorative paper I had from my bookbinding days, and I needed to sweep and i needed to clean off the big table that i've got that all my paintings are stacked on right now and and having a moment to clean to to prepare yourself for this intensity if you can do that you're going to be a lot more successful within your push period the the, really the last thing to establish before you enter a push period is setting boundaries and telling people that you're about to go through an intense moment and to extend that beyond the push period. So I have told my partner, I was like, I have a lot of painting to do. I'm going to be up late. I'm going to be thinking about the artwork. I'm going to be not fully mentally present all the time when you are telling me about your projects and things like that and that it's temporary and not going to be like this forever. And I'm excited to show you the work that happens as a result, but to put, you know, to prepare them for what it's going to be like. I, I do this sort of thing when I'm preparing for National Novel running Month in November, and being like, "Hey, I'm going to be writing every day, and it's going to be kind of intense, and I need you to help me focus, and I need you to help me <laughs> stay on track." and by telling the people who are around you, your family members, whoever you live with, your friends, that I'm going to be unavailable because I'm working so much, that's, that's important. Like, prepare them to help you, basically. And um, that will make your relationships a lot smoother during the push period. Okay, so you have prepared for it. <laughs> you are ready for it. You have the deadlines coming up. You can see the pressure coming. And then you enter the push period. The way of sustaining your brain throughout all of this is to really maintain your discipline and to really stick to the schedule that you've written out if it's working, right? So you have your first like two days of a push period usually go pretty well because you're like really motivated to see to the end of it. But sticking to the schedule you have, even if you're like, oh, I have a huge burst of energy and not like lose steam is really important for getting all the way to the end. Right? So you're taking the regular breaks that you have on your schedule, even if you feel like, oh no, I can't do it because I have so much to do. Take the lunch break, go on a walk, read your book, like distract your mind, and let yourself rest between moments of working. it's it's so important, but also remembering that the rest periods also end, right, <laughs> and that you need to go back to work. Don't let procrastination take over. I also like to have moments where I'm monitoring the progress at the end of each day of a push period, so, Usually the day ends, it's like usually 9 p.m. or so. And I look at the work I've done and I'm like, am I on track or am I behind? And every day that I say, yes, I am on track, I continue on with my schedule. But each day I look at my schedule and I'm like, oh, no, I'm behind. I will adjust the next day's schedule to accommodate for lost time. And sometimes that means waking up earlier. Sometimes that means staying in later. Sometimes that means just giving up something else like a Twitch stream for me or recording a podcast or something, and you let something drop so you can finish your A tasks. Staying flexible in this way is going to help you continue on and actually accomplish what you need to accomplish during the push period. When you are in one, you need to keep track on your North Star, right? What is the goal? What is your A task? Why are we doing this? And that's going to help you stay on track. Um... (laughs) I use a lot of tactics to like reduce my stress during these times that I kind of want to talk about now, which is mostly uh, watching Bridgerton in the background. (laughs) I I feel like when you have a push period and you are working like heads down on something, having little like de-stressors going on at the same time is very helpful. And if you can think of these before you're entering one, that's important. So my favorite thing to do while I'm painting by myself, not on Twitch, is to have a TV show that I've watched over and over again playing in the background. I'm pretty sure I've watched Bridgerton, like, maybe two dozen times, like, both seasons that are currently out. I'm not even kidding. Like, it might be more than that. And I just put them on in the background and they just play and play and play while I paint. And it's just, like, something of that comforting sounds of predictability and lightheartedness that keeps me going. Um, I'm a huge fan of using scent to tell you when you're working. So I have a lot of candles and like diffusers and things like that going on. And when I smell them, I'm like, oh, this is a working scent. It's funny. You can, you can like train your brain for it. Things like that. I have a pot of tea every morning and sometimes during a fresh period, I will make two pots of tea a day. That's wild. Let's have a sip now. (laughs) And uh, It's, you gotta, you gotta manage your, your emotional self your, your stress self and keep yourself trucking along. During my push period over the last two weeks, I have accomplished many things and I feel really good about them. I finished seven paintings. Holy cats. The Zodiac series is done. It's finished. It's drawing on the wall. And now I get to go back to my normal, my normal schedule. I get to go back to painting for three hours a day, a couple of days a week. I get to go back to my normal morning admin hours. I get to go back to scheduling talks with my fellow artists who I like to work with. I get to focus back on marketing and I get to work on my website again. I'm, I'm pretty excited and I'm also pretty tired. <laughs> when you're done with the push period, you have a, a moment of exhaustion it comes after and you have to be pretty gentle with yourself. Going back to my normal schedule might be even too intense for what I need to do. I would say that the push period is over for me, but also that I have a huge list of items that thinking about them right now is actually a little overwhelming. <laughs> but in order to defeat that, to take what feels like an endless list of tasks and to like wrangle it, you, you just remake your A list and your B list. But this time the pressure is off. The time pressure is way easier. I have a lot of things to do for Friday, which is when I hang up my show at West Seattle Grounds. I'm very excited. I have many little things to do, like make labels and get my work to the photographer and, you know, uh, work on my website, get listings up on the website so people can actually buy the art when it's up in the show. Amazing. (laughs) And all of that um, is going to happen at a normal pace again today's Monday and it feels like, oh, today feels like a Sunday. <laughs> today feels like the first day off I've had in forever, even though I'm doing my work now because the pressure is gone. The, the, the push period is, is over and I did what I needed to do. And I think this is the part that can become addicting at some point when, I don't know, you ever, do you remember back in like college and high school or whatever, you would have friends who, or maybe this was even you, where they would just procrastinate to the very last minute, and then they would brag the next day that they finished the entire semester-long project in a single night, and they were like, it's so good, and you like look at it, and you're like, is it good? And then like sometimes it would be unjust, and they would get an A on it, and you're just like, what even is this? Um, <laughs> the, the high you feel after the push period is over of getting it done and feeling like, a freaking God or something like (laughs) it, it can get addicting and it can get to be something where it's just like, Oh, why can't we just be in a push period all the time? Why can't we just go into these intensive states always? And it's just not sustainable. I, the, the high I feel today, the, the, the feeling of, Oh, I accomplished so much in such a little time. Like I could do, I could do another dozen paintings this month. I have another week. I can do so many more. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's a lie to your brain. You can't actually do it. You will burn out and you will resent the artwork for it. So I'm going to take my good mood that I feel today and make the next list of things that I need to do and give them a lot of space because I know that this high that I'm feeling today is not going to last. I'm sure by tomorrow, <laughs> the likelihood that I get like a cold or something is like super high and annoying. But you know, here we are. So <laughs> after a push period is over, looking it back at what you had to drop is, I think, really important, right? You're looking back at what is next on the list. I am really looking forward to getting back into my regular Twitch streams. I'm looking forward to getting a new backlog of podcasts ready to go, so I'm not doing these recordings the day before they are to be published or, God forbid, the hour before they are to be published. I've done that before. I I hate it. I'm not doing that. (laughs) And um, we're restoring the balance. The balance needs to swing a bit, right? So I need to take a whole day off. And I have got a day off for that on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. You need to tie up loose ends before the next major thing. And for me, that is going to be the opening, which is happening on the 14th of March. Luckily, that's in a few weeks. It's second Thursday. And get get everything ready to be hung up at the show. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to reconnect with my partner and maybe, I don't know, take him out on a date. You want to go on a date loop? <laughs> and and reconnect with my family and do things that I've just not let myself think about for a while because I have had so much painting work to get done. You know, navigating through a push period is, is tricky, and doing it well and knowing that you get maybe two or three of these a year... <laughs> then that's all you get. I I don't love it as a way of living. My ideal schedule, which you've heard me talk about in the past on past episodes, but uh briefly, I like to paint in the afternoons. I like to do my admin work in the morning, and then I like to spend the rest of my day doing whatever hobbies I've got. <laughs> or other meetings or visiting clients or finding new places to hang my art, right? So it's that's that's what I like, and this high I feel right now needs to be known as a high and not like, oh, I'm superwoman, you know? <laughs> it's good to identify. It's good to think about. It's good to know that this isn't actually what sustains me in the long run with my art process. And that's push periods. I don't know. Have you had to go through a push period lately where you're like, that was kind of intense and I really loved it or that was kind of intense and I hated every moment of it. (laughs) It's, it's good for when you're launching projects. It's good for when you're got a show coming up. It's good for those last moment details when you just need to expend a lot of energy. And then for everything else, it's, it's consistency is better. Consistency is what I definitely prefer. And maybe that's just the earth sign in me, but I, uh, I love it. If you are in the Seattle area and you want to see my art, I have my art up at two shows starting on Friday. Amazing. One is at Bottle House Restaurant in Madrona, and the other is at West Seattle Grounds in West Seattle. It's a coffee shop, and I really like it. They make a mean kebab joe. If you want to see my latest work that I've been working on for the push period, it's going to be up on my website for sale starting on Friday, which is Amazing. (laughs) I'm, I'm so excited. You can sign up for my mailing list and get a link to it and you'll you'll see all the work I've got up there. I'm, I'm stoked to have it up and done. I'm stoked to get the rest of the photos I need to get taken. I'm so excited. excited extorted. I'm stoked and excited. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that in. That's funny. <laughs> to get everything else done that needs to get done and so I can have a proper break once, once it's March. It's going to be nice. I'm going to go play some games on my Switch or something. <laughs> If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitch. I'm at Cheers Steph over on Twitch. You can find me on YouTube where you're probably watching or listening to this. If you're looking to find me or the podcast over on Instagram, I am at stephaniescott.art. That's also my website where you can find the podcast and you can see some behind the scenes of what goes on there. If you've liked this episode, I would love it if you would like share an image of you listening to the podcast over on Instagram and like tag me because then I could like share it and stuff. It would be super cool and we could be friends and we could chat about art <laughs> and that would be super. One thing I would love to hear from y'all is, do you have an idea of something you would want to hear me talk about here on the podcast? We've talked about push periods. We've talked about consistency. We've talked about coffee shop shows. I've had so many interviews we have more on the way. I'm very excited. But if there's a subject that you would love to hear from me or a book you would like me to read for Art Book Club, I would love to hear it. Leave it in the comments because it would be it would be great to hear from you. I hope you have a great day. Make good choices, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>